0: Ladies and gentlemen, this podcast is brought to you by Goldman Sachs. Goldman Sachs, America's number one Jewish-owned saxophone store. Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Stand Up Records. If you're a fan of stand-up comedy at all, go to StandUpRecords.com. I'm sure you'd recognize names like Mark Marin or Pat Oswalt or Dana Gould. Anyone on that label is funny. I'm, I'm going to personally recommend checking out Chad Daniels. Or Steve Gillespie. Super funny guys. Go to StandUpRecords.com and buy their albums. I promise you won't be disappointed. Hey, and a special shout out to Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Big supporter of mine. If you want to see comedy in Minneapolis, go to Rick Bronson's House of Comedy. Fourth floor of Mall of America. Drink, dine, laugh. Do you know where this road leads? Then
1: hear this, all ye people. Give ear, all ye inhabitants of the world, both high and low, rich and poor together. Do you indeed speak righteousness? Do you judge uprightly, all ye sons and daughters of men? And do you judge as others judge? For as you judge, you shall be judged. And if you condemn, you are
0: condemned. Pass on. But there is no return. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's guest, we have a paramedic. His name is Nate. Nate, thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. All right. That was good. That was not a good opening. We didn't do as good as normal. Um, (laughs) So it's okay. (laughs) But really, this is uh, easily, easily one of our favorite guest ideas, which I feel like I say every time. But I love gore. Uh, probably in a way that'll turn you off, where you go like, "God, this guy's whatever a sick person." It might turn but, me on, you know? Yeah, no, it, but it's really interesting to me. So you are a paramedic? How or were a paramedic? You're retired now, onto another job. We're not going to talk about. But what? Uh, how long were you a paramedic? Uh, let's see, 21 years. I had my. Certificate. Really?
2: 21 years. 1995, and then I actually just let it go last year, but I wasn't active the last few years. Okay. Well, because of in my other career, but...
0: The one thing that it seems like we all hear about that job is that it's high turnover. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that people usually burn out. So you're like, right, you must get sexual kicks off this to do it that long. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe a little.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you did it actively for
3: 21 years? Like, it was...
2: Yeah, I went well, about 12 years of being active. And then the first few years, I did a lot of little bullshit feeling, kind of learned the system.
0: What is the difference between an EMT and a paramedic?
2: That's a good question. So I guess the easiest way to explain it is an EMT is almost like a nursing assistant where they can, they can do limited skills, basic life support. You know, they can put on Band-Aids, give oxygen, okay. splint. And then you get into the paramedic level, and it's advanced life support. So you can stick the tubes down people's throats, def- defibrillate. But, um, tra- both, but, but both of you are in them. the ambulance pulling up to scenes, Correct in In Hennepin County, here, where I worked, you had to have two medics in each rig okay so whenever you see a, a rig in, in Hennepin County, you know there 's two medics in there, and you get like a Noka county and they can do an EMT and a medic
0: okay and what so how did you make your way into it like knowing so my just my one experience thing that i can that I think of when we had you in is Once there was a big car accident outside my apartment that I lived in in Los Angeles, and it was just a huge bang. And I just, it was one of those things where you instantly know that's really bad. And I sprinted out because in my mind, I'm a hero, so I'm going to help, you know, I'm going to rescue these people. And I got out in front of everyone, and as I'm sprinting to this wreck, the car's upside down, and it just looked awful. And I, just like froze when I was 50 feet away like I stopped sprinting and I started to walk to it because I'm like am I ready to see someone decapitated or you know whatever it is (laughs) and I'm just like I don't know if I can fucking hit you know like I was surprised how much it rattled me and when I went there the person was thrown from the car and they were actually wasn't that bad and blah 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 but anyway so how do you know that you can handle that how do you find your way in? You
2: know, I got into it when I was in high school. I took some classes, and I actually had my EMT before I even graduated in my senior year. And I always knew, and it's hmm. funny you mentioned yeah. that, because when I was a little kid, I lived in Bloomington, and there was a bad crash right outside our apartment building. And I remember Hennepin County Ambulance at that time, well, it still is, but they came up and you know, came up to the crash and helped the victims. I remember looking out the windows in like kindergarten thinking, fuck, I want to do that when I'm older. Really? And, oh, shit. And, and, yep, I had that goal, and... That was it. Never looked back. And by huh. I graduated high school, I was getting in the BLS, the EMT type type work. Right. And then went to medic school when I was 19.
0: How long is that school? How long is medic school versus EMT?
2: Uh, well, the EMT is just a a certificate. So it's 110 hours. So Those guys are it's, fucking it's pansies
0: much. pretty much, right? It's not
2: yet. It's not <laughs> okay. So let's, be, let's be honest. <laughs> right. Uh, medic school now... Um, when most schools are a two-year. Some are moving to a four-year. When okay. I did it, it was a one-year program. Okay. So I was kind of right on the edge, of right? The
0: old-school guys. How how much does a paramedic make? How much does an EMT make? I uh, have oh, no yeah. sense for this. Yeah, you know, EMTs, It could be sixty thousand or no, thirty. It's, it's all been all a few okay. years
2: since I worked in the service, but the EMTs when I left they were making about sixteen, seventeen an hour. Uh, the medics, at least in my service, I think our max was thirty four an
0: hour. Okay. The, so, so that's like bad. sixty grand, isn't it? Almost Yeah, it's it's not, like, yeah it's not about that.
1: I'll say the according to the internet, the paramedic salary is about forty three
0: thousand. Well we got a fucking year. paramedic right here who we just asked. Yeah, what do you Mi- on the internet for? Minnesota
2: pays <laughs> better <laughs> than pay most of the other states. <laughs> so and then it depends too. You know,
0: if working in the metro <laughs> here, we got paid
2: better than the guys in the outstate region.
0: Right. right. So what? So, uh, do you remember your first calls and all that kind of stuff?
2: I do remember my very first call. Okay, uh, and I remember my worst call. Okay, uh, I want to, but right, right. Uh, my very first. How old call, were you for this? Yeah, let's see. The first call it would have been 2021, 20, right? My first as a call. medic, yep. right? Um, that was a kid who was hunting, hunting squirrels in the middle of the fucking night for some reason, out in the country. And he climbed up on a dead tree, mm-hmm. and the tree actually fell over, and he somehow landed first. Underneath it. And the tree landed on top of him. So that was, uh, I just remember it was like a fucking mile and a half hike in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night. Brutal. And luckily, the helicopter was able to land just outside the clearing, so we didn't have
0: to walk with him all the way back. But right, still carrying all that gear. So. Yeah. How much, so, I mean, okay. How much information do you guys have when you go there? Like, in that instance, you know, how did anyone know that he fell then? Did he have a cell phone, I guess, we're not that?
2: You know, I honestly don't remember okay. how much. I do remember we got lost on the way to that one because it was before yeah. GPS and the computers and the trucks now.
0: Are you guys generally briefed the whole way in, though, kind of, where they try to give you as much info as possible, yeah, there, I imagine?
2: If there's an update, dispatch would give it to us. Okay. know what it is, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would imagine,
2: and we could hear. You know, we can hear the police traffic and the fire traffic. So if they're finding things out, we're usually hearing it before dispatch even tells us.
0: Okay, what? Uh, what? What happened to that guy?
2: He died. Really? Yeah. He was. He was sixteen. He sixteen died. years yeah. old.
0: Jeez. The tree got him. So it just crushed his. See, this is where I'm growing. Where I want to know why. But
3: well, yeah. So do you when you're transporting him? Like you, he's there, and you're trying to revive him.
2: Yeah, him, we we got him intubated on scene. That's the stick in the tube down their throat. Yeah. Um, we, he had, a, if I remember right, it's been a long time now, but he, if I remember right, he had a rhythm, so he wasn't completely dead. He died in the helicopter on the way down there, so... I always like the helicopter calls because I got to do all the fun stuff on the scene. And do you and get on fun. the
0: helicopter? with nope, them? Or nope, then you ship them off. Separate, it's out of yep, your hands.
2: Yep, the helicopter okay. comes, and, and those guys think they're gods. I mean, so, okay,
0: right? Heaven,
2: the, you know, the clouds will <laughs> pop, yeah. and air care comes down, and
0: <laughs> right. And then you know, those there is guys a hierarchy. He'll kick
2: my ass at they.
0: Is there? A, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. That's something we talked about. Is is there a like? You know the hierarchy how do cops treat you like for instance what's a typical paramedic relationship with a cop and is there any
2: that is a very good question most of the cops in the service area that that i worked in we had great relationships okay um, we, we hung out together we'd party together okay and then there's the fucking state patrol ah let's let's be honest these guys let's are, do it they're fucking pricks <laughs> right they are fucking they treated the cops city cops Differently than they did everybody. I mean, these guys. Really? I don't know. Maybe it's changed since I've been on. Right, They're right. Fucking dicks.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Huh? How so? Like, like They're are there things they can do to cause make your job tougher or be a dick? Very or like... arrogant.
2: Yeah. Uh, and they would they'd they'd call us across town screaming through the traffic or some bullshit. I sprained my finger. You know, okay. Instead of saying, "Hey, this is routine. Just come normal. Right, right. Don't don't risk your life and everyone yeah, else's yeah. life. No, they. They didn't give a shit. Actually, that brings up a good story. One of my first, my first service that I worked for, we had a bad crash in 94. And it was the middle of winter, middle of the night, and I remember we got there first. It was a crash. I ask you that about
0: getting there before the cops.
2: So, you know, when we pull up, it's always safety first, right? It's the first thing we're supposed to be thinking. We're trained to think about our safety first. Well, in this situation, we we pulled the truck into the right-hand lane, so we were blocking the right-hand lane and the shoulder. Now, it's snowing. It's the middle of winter. Yeah. So, their car comes by. They're, if they're going to hit anything, they're going to hit our truck and not us. Right. Well, I just remember the trooper shows up about five minutes after we'd been there, and he got was real uh, who who who's drove that rig? I'm like, Well I didn't. So you gotta move that. We gotta get this traffic open. And I'm looking around, I'm like, there's three fucking cars in the highway right now. It's two in the morning. Right. And he actually threatened to arrest me. And I don't know to this day if he was serious. Right. Or if he was just pulling my leg. I've but-
3: seen videos where they're they, they arresting firemen when they're actually blocking off traffic. They're arresting firemen for uh parking irresponsibly. It's I've never even heard a, of that. That's yeah, amazing. It's, it's,
2: yeah, yeah. There's so, a weird
3: arrogance. God. There
2: is a weird Very much so. power kind of... Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I'm, I'm looking at it as, God, give me another five minutes, I'm going to be out here anyway. Right. So let right. me just get these guys in our truck and we're gone.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So so um, what about... So in that thing of getting to scenes first, are there ever issues where you get into something where you go like, oh, this area is not secure or I'm in a dangerous situation right yes. now? Yeah.
2: Actually, I, I can think of one call in particular. We We got there... Well, we weren't there first. Minneapolis Fire was there first. And they were inside the house, and we, my partner and I walked in, and the the patient and her boyfriend were in the house. And no sooner than we walk in the front door, and some guy comes in behind us, busts through, and he starts getting into it with the boyfriend. Well, it turns out he was an ex-boyfriend, and they oh, okay. decided now is the time to fight. And the owner of the home, or the, the tenant, I don't know if you own it or not, but he ran into the garage and came out with a sawed-off shotgun. And was literally chasing the other guy down the street. Well, the fire department didn't see this happen. My partner and I did. We literally dropped our shit and we got the fuck out of Right. And left the fire department there to fend for themselves, basically. But we finally got called back when, when Minneapolis got there and cleared us in. And there was okay. a bunch of stolen guns and a stolen car in the garage and huh. you know, some bad dudes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there a protocol with that where you guys are not supposed to go on the scene if you... Going, it's not secure. There
2: is. If dispatch knows that it's not safe or if we feel that it's not safe based on what we're hearing, yeah, then we wait for what's called a Code 4. Okay. So Code 4 just means, you know, the scene has been declared safe. Come on in and do your thing.
0: Right. What is the—so, of course, you teased it right away, so now i got to ask, what is your worst day with it? I want to save this a little more, but it's— The worst
2: day I worked. So— remember a few oh boy i don't even know what year it was 2000 2002 the very very hot day that Corey stringer died yes years ago august day that was the worst day I ever worked it started out with getting a call um i remember she just wasn't feeling good or or what but i just pulled up to the house old farmhouse and her creepy roommate brought us upstairs and here's this lady who weighs about 400 pounds Wearing those moo-moo outfits, you know, mm-hmm. that the, uh, the heavy ladies like to wear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they like Shit. to wear <laughs> like. I don't know. They maybe always, maybe they it's all they look good. you I don't yeah. know. But I just remember her talking about her problems and wanting to go to the hospital. So she reached back to grab a bag from behind her, and all I could see was that 400-pound bush. That came right out of her fucking muumuu. Wow! And I started laughing and/or relfing, and I walked on the corner, left my EMT partner in there to fend for himself, and uh, on a
0: hot day too. On a hot
2: day, (laughs) on a hot day. So then we're walking down the steps, and I made the mistake of going down first. So I'm here's me sitting in front of her, trying to if she fell down those steps, you know, I was going to stop her. Yeah, right. And my partner's behind her acting like he's pushing her down so that was the first call of the day the second call of the day was a a bad crash
0: hang on um, just sorry before we get to this one can i tell you Chell was in a similar situation once you know what he did what happened so he saw this girl's fat inflated vagina lips a little bit of sweat dappled on him and he, he chel looks right at me and he looks at the girl and he goes i'm the hot dog you're the bun come on baby let's have some fun true story you're all right, on your other ones. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> he <laughs> says just, that all the time. Though, do
1: you just tell a story about when you and Chell double teamed some for her? Oh,
0: I'm a married man.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, this was before yeah. no. Mrs. Noah. So yeah. Who went in first? <laughs> oh, Chell.
0: He's a hot dog. <laughs> Right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. All right. I'm like, This is all the shit I've seen in my sense. career. I don't know what yeah. it is with right, that. Stay focused. I just wanted me. to say that rhyme. I'm so about this.
2: I wanted to say that rhyme. You've gone off the rails. Early in this early. Uh, it's a good <laughs> rhyme.
0: I write rap, so that was one of them. But anyway. So, Jesus. the second call of the day. The second call
2: was a was a bad car crash, and it uh, was a 14 year old and a 16 year old girl that got T boned. And <laughs>
0: <I'm> sorry. <laughs>
2: Boy, that just took a right turn.
0: I know it. I'm sorry. So and, the, and
2: They the ended car. up. They were in a car, and they got T-boned on, on 169. It was a really bad crash. And uh, we, could, I could not get the one girl intubated. And uh, I just remember some guy all of a sudden put his hand on my shoulder and said, let me give it a try. Let me give it you. I'm a doctor. And so I, I let him do it. He ultimately got the, the tube in. Well, I didn't realize when he had touched my shoulder that he must have blood on his hand. So I'm wearing a white uniform shirt, and now I've got this bloody handprint on my shoulder. And so we got done with that call went back to the station we were stocking the truck and then another call came in for a guy who was water skiing and he caught the tip of the the water with the ski and it actually flipped his leg. His friend said his his fucking ankle came up over his right shoulder. he just hey. snapped his leg in half so i I go in I had to go into the water to get him fire department wasn't there, and neither was the police department so here's me I walk into the lake and was I got this algae ring around the middle of my shirt. Unbeknownst to me, I got a blood stain on right. The, my right shoulder. So I walk in the ER and it's whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. it just looked like total shit. No sooner do we drop that patient off and we got called for another crash.
0: Did something happen to your clothes again?
2: Nope. <laughs> well, I, I, nothing happened to my clothes again.
0: Thank <laughs> like God. Because I thought you'd be talking about people getting decapitated, but you seem nope. more concerned about your clothes getting dirty. Concerned.
2: I was pretty concerned. You're about my, a real was pretty concerned. It Although it was a
0: hot day, so that cool water felt
3: good. And a I think if you have a bloody handprint, like, that's going to be disturbing to anyone. Like, that's
0: just kind of... Oh, yeah, it could be like a, a pat of encouragement. Like, you're doing a great job. <laughs> Here's some blood. Here's mm-hmm. a bloody handprint. God, you're throwing me off my foot. I'm scene. sorry, I'm Jesus. sorry.
2: No, I'm just kidding. Uh, and then we got called to another crash, and this one was uh, another T-bone. Insert joke here. Nope. Okay. Got nothing. Right. The- that was a, uh, a 12-year-old boy <laughs> that actually got killed in that one.
0: I'm glad I didn't and- joke about it. Okay. <laughs>
2: I just remember on that one, we we had to pronounce him dead. We were already in the back of the truck. Well, once you're in the the ambulance and they're dead, you you can't move. you got to let the medical examiner come. And do their thing, and then you can. They'll take the body from the truck. Well, it took the medical examiner two hours to get there.
0: Oh my god! So I had to
2: sit in the back of the truck with a twelve-year-old
0: dead boy and his parents. Oh my god!
2: Really, really, really wanted to come in and see their kid. Well, what am I going to say? No.
0: What do you do in that situation? I mean, honestly, when, like when you're sitting with something that devastating, do you try not to look at the body because you don't want it? You know, how do you protect yourself from that situation? <sighs> You know,
2: I guess you just, you see so much death and trauma that it you, you just kind of, you put up a shield and it, it doesn't bug you the way you think it would. Okay. Um, really? Not to say that, you know, towards the end of my career, I, I definitely dealt with some PTSD. Yeah. yeah. I was fucking burnt out. I don't know how you wouldn't, you know. I was angry. You of know? course. And uh, it wasn't until I got physically out of the 911 for probably about a year that I felt like a fucking human being.
0: Yeah. So do do you also, this is something we talked about beforehand, you know, obviously, as a self-defense mechanism, you have to shut out, you know, the bad, bad shit. Yep. Likewise, I would imagine there's times you save people that you really feel great. Do you also not let yourself get as high because, I don't know, just protecting yourself? Or do you let that in extra because...
2: You know, it's usually, it's pretty even all the time. Yeah, you, you, might, you might have one good or one save, but then you got five fails. Okay. You know, previous to that. So, in. You know, a lot of people think, especially because of TV, you know, someone's going to thump their chest and do a couple compressions. Oh my God, they lived! Well, the reality is, is in all my years, there was probably half a dozen actual saves from being totally down and having to do CPR. So I was going to ask
0: you that. So not as common as you think, really. Mm-hmm. So what? What's the furthest gone? This is a weird question, but what's the furthest gone that you've ever brought someone back from? Well, actually,
2: when they changed, um, they changed CPR probably about 10 years ago now where instead of doing the 15 to 2, we always had a little different as, as healthcare professionals, mm-hmm. um, but they wanted us to go continuous and then try and intubate someone while your partner's doing compressions. And I'll never forget the first arrest we did on that one. The guy... I should back up. The theory behind that is is the longer you go with compressions without interruptions, you're building up blood pressure. Sure.
0: Okay. That makes sense. That makes
2: sense. Yeah. And I remember doing compressions and my partner was trying to tube the guy and the guy started lifting up his fucking head and looking around and opening his eyes. And I... Crazy. Scared me because yeah. I had never have. So I, I remember I would kind of jumped back a little bit. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so I started building up his new compression skin, building up his pressure, and he did it again. And that was uh, that was one of the first saves that I had after they had changed the, the CPR. So that was really cool to see. Okay. So that was I guess one of those kind of rejoicing moments. Yeah. It was short lived because by the time you drop him off the ER, you're already off doing something else.
3: Aren't you dealing with a lot of drunk? Call, oh, like Jesus. your calls are. I assume a lot of drunk people that are just.
2: When I worked in the outstate regions, you get a lot more of the, the actual medicals and the drunks, and then in the metro here, you get a lot of the psychs and the and the okay and the drunks. I should say traumas and real medicals in the outstate, drunks and psychs here in the metro.
0: Okay, what's the call that I you it looks familiar? What's that? Gabe looks familiar. Oh, you've seen me all over the local (laughs) comedy scene. Uh, What uh, coming to a TV near you? What is a like? How about this? What is a call that you love to have? What's one that you hate to have? Like you know the typical everyday shit. What's the one that you call and you go like, ah, fuck, one of these?
2: I I I got really tired of. The site calls. Not that they want to the downplay of the fact that they're mentally Ill. I just got right. so tired of it. That's
0: what a sleeper holds for.
2: Kinda the with the like the suicide, the attempted suicide people. I get to the, you know, I'm sorry, but get to the point it's like fucking
0: do it right or just stop calling me. Oh <laughs> yeah. no shit. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. You would see the same people <sighs> yeah. over and over? Really? How Almost many times su- would you say okay. is the most yeah.
2: That's the,
1: surprising.
2: Um I saw one guy three times, and then he actually followed through. So then I felt like a complete fucking jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the, I, I really the drunks. I actually kind of like doing the drunks because I could, if they were a cool drunk, I could yeah. fuck with them at the same time. Sure. So that was always a lot of fun.
3: Well, a cool drunk means that they're what they can laugh at themselves,
2: laugh at themselves, like a- or
1: um, and, and when you say drunk, is it something that's like just needs to be thrown in detox, or is it like? Yeah. So you got to talk about somebody that's like fighting for their lives while they're drunk, and you're like cracking jokes.
2: Oh no no no, not like that. I mean, the guys that thought maybe they're Superman, or yeah, or, or okay. the hot chicks that wore the short skirts and oh okay, there you were know. fun female drunks.
0: Well, yeah. Oh yeah, I played Chill, with a you bunch of like ones. You like you're surprised. Yeah, uh, they I'm you, like you haven't been hitting the bar scene for the last fucking thirty right. years. Yeah, I hit the bar you scene hard You were just
3: downstairs but,
0: with a like 20 of them <laughs> i just think a
3: drunk female is is more annoying like and
0: misogynist such a misogynist
3: that really is says no
0: you know that's what? not what i'm saying They're your
3: gender role i can't stand the sex. assumption. Go. marginalizing all right. all right i'll back off you guys you guys are right I, I yeah
0: all right how about this so i'm gonna hit you with some of my just dumb ones that i have what is the most gruesome injury you saw someone like conscious with or alive like you ever walk up on someone with a piece of rebar sticking through their shoulder or something like that
2: i think the most gruesome uh it wasn't my call i just happened to be in the er when air care was coming in but the guy had attempted suicide with a shotgun and the the gun skipped forward oh god it took off his whole jaw his nose mm. and his uh, whole right sinus under his eye Saved his eye,
0: but his eye was hanging. But his, out. Sinuses. So he took his sinuses. I have bad his sinuses. His lower <laughs> sinuses, right? Ugh.
2: Yeah, and that was. And then, ironically, I, uh, he was in a group home, and about six months later, I got called to him again. With
0: a bunch of other people who blew half their face well, off. Well,
2: no. no, this is the worst part now. The fact that he lived, but then they took. Skin Made him off retarded, his ass, so
0: then he had to. Okay, sorry.
2: And they put ass face. He literally had an ass face.
3: They took. To make him look, uh, to like have a normal face, that took his. Well, thank you. Why would I call back for a second time to him?
2: He, he, now he was he was in a uh, uh, nursing home, right? Or a care facility here. So I don't remember he had another another issue, but yeah, they took skin off his ass and put it on his face, and then because his nose got blown wow. off, they had to. They had yeah. the, the little nasal airways that we'd put in when we were trying to save somebody, they actually had those sewn in his new ass nose
0: so that Jesus. he could breathe talk <laughs> to me about sex injuries you
2: know ironically never really had really sex no 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 like never saw frozen some, hot dogs up yeah, some vagina. No. well <laughs> i guess i did have one <laughs> it was just a giant fucking double-sided a double dong up some that's a double ass. dong
0: a what a double dong uh, you know a that two-headed
1: why? yeah so do you give mm-hmm. chest compressions for that too
0: just to just to <laughs> shoot it out, their,
1: out their ass.
2: <laughs> no, you, just, you, you literally you jump just on their ride. chest and it shoots out the bottom. <laughs> out yeah, what do you ass. do? Just that give them a ride. Just give them a ride. That was an, so an actual call. Give. She had mm-hmm. she had a, a double. Yeah, it like, was a big fucking double-sided. Double and it
3: was up her. It was up her ass. And then she said, "I need help." And you guys show up and
0: she what, needed a ride. Did what's the upper ass? Did she have it bent around to the vagina? Because why why a double th- dong?
1: <laughs> that, a big, I feel like you have to ask her, her for
0: why a double
2: donk Well, I thought I think that's the what main it reason we're there is because she couldn't
1: <laughs> sit out. in a
2: car. I thought oh, that's okay. what the
3: ambulance so ride she, is for. For him she to, to be able to it. lay lay down <laughs> on the way in. So, is there any conversation on the ride from when you pick her up going to? That's a,
2: I don't remember, honestly don't remember on that one.
0: How about, How about just in general, like I mean just just in general, when you're on the ride, is that so as a paramedic, I would imagine what you enjoy doing is going to the scene, securing it, saving people, whatever, yep, is the ride there ever awkward because you get people bargaining, explaining, complaining, complain. whatever, yeah. yep. you know?
2: It can be, but you don't know, you get so used to it, doing it over and over and over that. Okay. I think it was more uncomfortable for them than it was for me.
0: Okay, for sure. I mean, what's the general vibe, would you say, of people who are in accidents and injured? Because I can see them being, you know, really embarrassed, I guess, yep. and compensating a lot. A lot of A lot of embarrassment. And then, of course, you'd get the car crash where you had to take...
2: You know, both drivers at the same yeah. time, and then they're, in the same kind of have thing? to sit in the middle because they're going to be pissing with each
0: other. Wow,
2: no shit.
0: Yeah, interesting. Did uh, were there ever any close fights or anything like that? I mean, does it get that not shitty? amongst
2: patients? I definitely had a few myself with mm. with usually with drunk people.
0: Sure, <laughs> absolutely. And and what what are you within your rights? to yeah. do what, when someone's getting out of control? Can you strap the them down? or You know, that depends on what service
2: you work for. And the service I work for was very much a bunch of pussies when it came to that. Yeah. And they, I mean, what, the customer's always right?
3: Like, they yep. can do whatever they want? <laughs> the yep. victim's always Yep.
2: They right. wouldn't let you really do anything. You know, then you've got other services in town that if you feel you're in harm, you can actually handcuff them. You know. Or really? Okay. We, we could chemically carry Maze? No, no. Okay. But we we could chemically restrain somebody. In other words, we could give them you know some drugs to yeah. or go night, night night. And we had some really good ones for a while. And then of course they didn't. They felt they were doing more harm than good, so they took them away from us. And
0: what are the drugs that you have to? to Draperidol was always
2: my favorite, which I don't think they use anymore. And then there's ketamine. The, so uh, the like oh, yeah. So is it like a Is it like a
3: a quick like you can just
2: give them a shot? Yeah. Pop yep, them. Yep. Yep. They were they were ones that we could. You okay. Kind of come up behind them if you had to, and and stick it in their arm. And
0: what kind of drugs are on an ambulance? <laughs> just, a, you know, just wondering.
2: Well, you got a lot of cardiac
0: drugs, some OB drugs, uh, and then your your sedatives. Do you have like is is there something where when? Okay, let's say someone's fucking leg is mangled, and you just see the stump of their femur sticking out, and like like a shark attack type thing, where it's just obviously that's not some here, but where it's just something where it's beyond the pale. Do you have something to give them where it's like, he's better off just getting knocked the fuck out and letting us? Yeah,
2: you could. Uh, you well, know, it depends on what they, if, their airway's secure, if they're airway secure. If they're conscious, we'd you'd try and give them drugs or painkillers, but it wouldn't depend on their blood pressure, too. So sure. If they're bleeding out enough and their blood pressure is too low, unfortunately, there's not a whole lot we could do.
3: Right. Huh. So are you... My dad was a doctor. He's retired now, but there uh, were lawsuits and there's stuff where I could tell he was um frustrated like he was doing his job and he was still kind of uh, held accountable by lawyers have what's what what happens with you guys? Are you covered like when it comes to resuscitating or whatever is that like a
2: well, yes and no we our license It's not even technically licensed it's a certification, but we're working underneath the doctor. So we'd have a medical director and all the medic's certificates would be held underneath him. So if, if shit were hit the fan, yeah, we'd probably get called in and have to go to court, but ultimately the hospital and the doctor are responsible. So that's why we had standing order protocols, standing orders. So it would kind of spell out all the different type of calls you could get and what we should do and what order. And then... We'd follow those and document it on our run report. Now, if there was something that varied from that, we'd call in and speak to someone in one of the ERs. Usually it's whatever ER we were going to, we'd call in and talk to that medical director right. to get additional orders.
0: Is there ever a time where you feel like you fucked up or did something wrong or even just a common thing people do wrong? Yeah, once in a while, I'd, I'd, you know, you do a call and you wish you did
2: something else, you know, hindsight, 20, 20 sure. kind of thing. Um, Anything somewhat major? There was... No, I didn't have any major ones, thank God. I did have one where I, I gave... I misread the, the bottle, the medicine, uh, and I gave her about five times more than she should have had. Of what? Fortunately, it was uh, it was for... She was having an asthma attack.
0: God. So okay.
2: fortunately... <laughs>
0: Got all this, excited. It,
2: it didn't... Uh, <laughs> It didn't have any adverse effects long-term anyway. So, no boner medicine. Oh, right.
0: Thing. Are there ever people who, um, That's what he's going for. Now, you carry no, 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 I was going painkillers <laughs> no, all yeah. the way. <laughs> or painkillers. He was, <laughs> yeah, can, he's stuck a I enough. wanted a blue pill, yeah. would you give no. me one? blue pill. Yeah. <laughs> no. How about this? Are there people, so, you know, I live in a nice neighborhood where there's section eight apartments across the street, or whatever, section nine, I can't remember. Are there really? Section eight, yeah. Yeah. And, um, These motherfuckers call the ambulance for a stomach ache. And then you see them like they're How taking you know them that? out on the gurney. And the people are trying to sit up. And the <laughs> people are like, just lay down. You have to stay laid down. Oh, I mean, they come once a week for the same people. Mm-hmm. Do the you frequent ever... flyers. Okay. We call them frequent flyers. <laughs> are there ever people who, who, is there any sort of psychological thing where they call you essentially faking things? Cause oh, they yeah. want All yeah. All
2: the time. In fact, uh, if any of my old partners are listening, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But there was a guy that would call consistently Usually Thursday nights or Friday nights, with penis pain, and no he'd, always, shit. he'd always be calling from a payphone in a particular corner, so we knew him all by name.
0: <laughs> Just going down another the payphone like once a week or once. It was every. about
2: once a week, especially when it was cold out. Because he you know, once you're in for the usually Friday Saturday night, they might keep you for the weekend. So
0: he's warm, he's you know fed. Is there something about the penis pain that he wanted the attention or, like, or, you know, to make people talk about it? I don't know why he picked that particular appendage, to be
2: honest. Yeah,
3: so what's the conversation? So it was a repeat offender. This guy did it over and over again. You know, fuck this dude. He's this. I can't help him. Right, but you can't not respond.
2: Exactly. You can't can't refuse. So
3: don't you, at some point, get annoyed and
2: start to fuck with him? Oh, yeah. So what what are the conversations? one where. (laughs) He was one where I, I got I didn't I didn't really fuck with him because I was so pissed off on him. I just basically get the fuck in the ambulance and let's go. Right. Yeah. It wasn't worth it to yep. even engage. Yep. And then you know it was always it was interesting. We had a one guy that his, uh, I remember him spelling out his name and he's like it's S H I T H E A D. And we were looking at him. I look at him. And I did a double Jesus take, Christ, and I'm like, shithead? Milk. He goes, man, he's Shafid.
0: Shafid.
2: <laughs> and then I... And I sh- remember, there was <laughs> That's true. Oh, that's, that's a shame. Awesome. I had another guy who would only sign his name with a red <laughs> pen. And his name is Your Majesty. And he would only sign with a red only pen? Only sign with guy? a red pen. Oh, so <laughs> Shithed was Shasin my favorite. Dad. That's oh. he's uh, one, of one of my favorite th- stories ever. Man, <laughs>
3: shithed. It's almost like that is uh, not believable because it's so funny. But I know it's it. That is a true story. And when he was spelling it, he was so fucking serious too. He's
2: like S <laughs> H I T H E A D, and I was fucking double taking Like what?
0: Shit. i many of you is that that hotels from now on. What? Um... Was, hold on. What's his name?
1: Was his name actually Shathid? Or you know, he never it... had
2: a real ID, so I couldn't verify. Uh, but... Yeah, okay, okay, cause cause I, was I was have no idea. I was gonna say
1: because if it, <laughs> it's a fucking great, it's way too clever for a guy to be like, I have <laughs> penis pain and my name is Shithid. So you guys ever use that in
0: one of your bits? I want call out for that. Shit. Oh, really? What is the most money you ever stole out of an un- unconscious man's wallet? <laughs> You know what? I was I was an honest and legit medic. I never did take anything. Is that something that guys but get I fired do? But I
2: do know a few people that have.
0: Really? Yeah. Have you ever, how about this, have you ever been in a situation where it was even tempting? Just to where you see a fucking roll of, you know, where there's four grand there or something?
2: You know, there was. I do remember one call that it was tempting because the guy was a total piece of shit and I knew he was a drug dealer. Yeah. And it was a child call, a suspected child abuse call. Oh, and no. And so between wanting to absolutely fucking kick his ass. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah,
0: that was, I was one I would have been tempted to. Okay. By. I was going to ask that, too, about... Abuse, Like, you know, I would imagine there's calls every now and then where it's a call for a woman who's hurt, and you go there and you realize this is a domestic, but they're not talking about it. What is your role in those situations, or is that common? Um, Not
2: super common, but, you know, we're we're mandated reporters. So if we sign a thing with, you know, a vulnerable adult or a situation like that, we wouldn't necessarily handle it there on scene. Yeah. But usually in those situations, that's a code four situation. Police are already there and they're calling us in. But we would definitely pass that along to the nurse and the doctor in the ER so that they
0: could have social services come in. Do paramedics get laid? <clears throat> like, Think about man in uniform. Huge thing for cops, firemen. You never hear about paramedics getting getting laid. Yeah,
2: we always kind of get skipped in that category. Yeah. Skipped yeah. a lot of shit. It's always the firemen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, when it's, really fuck it's like the fire guys.
3: Yes. What? Yeah, they I mean, are kind of quietly like. There,
0: that's a weird thing where yeah.
3: paramedics are not like here. Like it really
0: is an unsung hero in a, in a real way. <laughs> yeah, funny never, that, you never you never see any male strippers that dress up as paramedics.
2: <laughs> Put it this way. Right? Right? Yeah, I was gonna say you've never <laughs> seen a porn. Just a stethoscope around their neck. <laughs> right? I've never seen a porn right. where
1: you right. Where she pulls is, up to a bunch of like, do legs, you need to her legs broken?
3: <laughs> that is fucking weird. You guys are the first responders, and there is. It seems like there is. I think you guys are underpaid.
0: Uh, and sixty um, k is all right.
3: Well, I think it's. I think I, they're
0: they're okay. They're comfortable.
3: I don't know here in the I metro. Mean, I, I is yeah. I'd nice. take that. So if you if you pick someone up, like, or you like you're responding to someone? Um. And they are not able to talk, like they're unconscious or whatever. Do you go through their phone to call the family members or do they you wait till you get to the hospital?
2: Um yeah. Yeah, we'd go through go through their phone and see if so there was a mom or husband or did
3: they tell you like what's the protocol? Did they,
2: or something?
3: do they say like uh go through the phone and call um last like last call or call mom or dad? Is there like Regulations, like what you can or cannot do, or is it just up to you?
2: No, no, it was pretty much up to us. Um, you know, it depends on the situation. If it was something real critical, I'm not even gonna, you know, we're just gonna get up to the hospital, let the hospital deal with it. But right, yeah, so kind of just depend on the situation, and then it depended too, you know, what what was the call for? Because there's there's rules, privacy rules of what I can and cannot say. Either so, what does that mean? Like what? Well, there's a rule called HIPAA, H-I-P-P-A. Yeah. In fact, if you've been to the doctor in the last 10 I know years, this I know what it is. you really? should know what HIPAA mm-hmm. is, is. You've got to sign a goddamn sheet every single time you go yep. to the doctor.
0: It's like attorney-client privilege. Yeah. Okay. What does HIPAA stand for? Oh, I don't know about that, but I know uh, what it means. I know it's fucking <laughs> attorney-client privilege for doctors, basically. Yep. That's a good way to put it. What? Um... So, Yeah, So,
3: so you can't share what? You can't tell them...
0: Basically, you can't. Anything. anything. Yeah. yeah anything. Any of their condition, basically. What What do you, um, What would you do if you found someone with an eight ball of Coke in his pocket and he's passed out? <laughs> do you keep that secret or do you have to disclose well, it? You, you know, those kind of things. You take half of it first. Right. You take a <laughs> huh? You got usually, a long <laughs> night.
2: Usually in those situations, the cops have already snorted it
0: by the time we got there. <laughs> okay. This question... <laughs> Way out of line. Okay? I'm going to say that right away. Your question and or my comment? The one I'm about to say. Okay. <laughs> Just want to clarify. <laughs> Both. That's a noisy. You Unless make you're a stable, you need that fucking paramedic. <laughs> Chell, makes I don't know. I can't Chell even make Chell it. That's going to
1: Chell makes the most dire sounds every podcast. It sounds, like, like, sounds, podcast. It sounds like, like, like he's dying. Podcasts. Like, 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 like a like a fat male yes, porn star. Like,
0: mm-hmm. he like he it's just <laughs> like Chell's three hundred pounds <laughs> to all of our listeners. <laughs> All right, oh, so fuck. I'm just asking this now because I think you're morally unsavory, but because you're a human being That's and I think really it'd be suction. natural to do this. <laughs> but every now and then you cut people's clothes off, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, so Jesus. have you ever <laughs> have you ever cut someone's clothes out and then just a big honking pair of tits jump out and you go like, where <laughs> it just strikes you for a second, and you go like, geez, that was a big one, and then it, you get it, back
2: to work. You would have to bring me bring this up. You know what? Yeah. There was yes. There yeah. was <laughs> <laughs> what happened? There was one call in particular. So we get called to a nursing home and we're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: didn't see this. <laughs> this term coming. See?
2: You're thinking exactly
1: home? what we thought. I was no, thinking. No, it was like one of the
2: nurses. Co ed. And you're bringing out grandma's titties. See? That's, that's why we didn't get excited till we get okay. there. And we walk into the nurses' station and here's this beautiful 24, 25 uh. year old. Nursing assistant who was in nursing school having palpitations or felt like her heart was racing.
0: I'm a palpitator.
2: So we get in the back (laughs) of the truck, and she knew exactly what we had to do, so there wasn't any questioning of what we had to do. But, yeah, we had to take her scrub top off, and she's wearing a perfect little lacy bra. Oh, God, yeah. And and we had to lift
0: that up because you have to put the leads under her left breast. Hang on. You know what i do? Back. (laughs) in that. I mean, if I was a paramedic, I'd start... You just run your hand over a breast and you say, oh, it seems you have a chest cold. You're swollen. Jesus.
1: Right? No, You have to check that's, for lumps. You, you can lumps. do that. You have to check for lumps. And that is not... The
0: gyno-mobile? Yes. What do you do? So you say... No, hang on. In, in that situation... what? <laughs> what you, so you guys just take turns jacking it. off in the back? <laughs> <laughs> you just drive around town with a siren on? Oh, just drive in <laughs> circles? Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, Running if red it, you, lights. <laughs> So but you do have to
3: say, I'm going to lift up your bra and put this on.
2: Yeah, yeah, obviously you got to you got to tell the, the woman what you're doing, but you never, ever, ever, put as it, as put especially as a guy, mouth. You, have, you never, <laughs> never use the inside of your hand. <laughs> you always touch with the back of your hand. If somebody,
1: where you see it where, in, I guess maybe it's maybe just TV shows or movies, where you see somebody that you save, and then they're like, well, you saved me. Now they have this infatuation with you. So, you know, have you ever had that type of thing where somebody, you saved their life and now they're. Not maybe even romantically involved. That but was my like, deep question we
0: talked you. about. He just took my best question. Do they ever feel bonded? You want to reconnect? You saved my life, and where it's an issue, he just took my question. Yeah. No, <laughs> I personally <laughs> never <laughs> my best question. That's a great question, but I know I, I, it was I my never, best one, and Tevin just acted yesterday. like it was yesterday. his. Yesterday, I heard I it was him that.
2: first. Thank you.
1: It was Tevin first. first. I knew I liked this white guy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I never. I never. I never
0: had anyone. Never heard really. that. Uh, Have you ever heard of that, where a paramedic saves? With? How about this? <laughs> I thought so. Where you save someone, and then like the dad gives you a hundred bucks?
2: Nope, never had that get either. Tips? Never, get no tips. Tips? never get People would try, but would they really? Um, yeah, I can't remember if there was a policy against it or not. But you know, it's kind of an underwritten rule. If there was, not you just don't. And also,
0: so, who wrote, wrote that? Ahead, uh, we is,
2: would we would get gifts. They would send gifts to the. To the ambulance garage, and then
0: usually okay. was yeah, a lot yeah, of food. Sure, I mean, you know
2: bullshit. what the the right way to or the way to a medic and a cop, for that matter, their heart is food. Almost. Right,
3: donuts or just regular
2: food. Any any food, yeah. Okay,
3: so uh, I'm gonna go dark uh, because there was we talked about that one call you had with like the parents were there and the kid was uh, doa, and they were asking very to good see the Dead kid. on arrival. Yes. Yeah, so thanks, Gabe. Do you do you so? Did you let them? Did you let the parents come in and
2: see the body? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I let them come in, and they were they were probably in there a good forty five minutes or so. With you, you're there with them. Yep. For... I was in there with them. Now, trust me, that was some of the hardest uh, forty five minutes is, of my life. Is there
3: conversation, or is it? You? I mean, are they talking to uh, their kid? Or are they talking to each other? Or are they talking to you?
2: Is there anything? A little of both. A lot of it's just a lot of just crying over the body and mom would run her fingers through his hair and
0: just that's so fucking sad I can't even that's so fucking <clears throat> let's talk more about that girl with the big tits I mean this is just <laughs> yeah like so do you rub your hands over her breast at the back of your hand no back of your hand no always. back so back to that though how <laughs> Uh, you, you know, know uh, what is your job to be the liaison? You know, like for you to communicate with them, I would think would just be to see that in their eyes must be beyond devastating. Do they train you what to say at all, or give you any guidance, or it's just you? Well, you, you never, you never
2: want to. And I don't want to say not apologize. Is you, you don't want to try and put yourself in their shoes, say I understand, because you don't. Of course, you don't understand. You know, the best thing you can do is just i always i would just be there i'd maybe put my hand on their shoulder let them know "Ham hey, here okay you know go ahead
0: and cry and let it out is there ever an issue with so this is uh something that we talked about is there ever a thing where i would imagine where you're saving someone where you essentially know this fucker's dead but where you put on a show for their loved ones who yep. are there yep he, he stole that question from me i did steal that question <laughs> It's about fucking time. (laughs) This fucker's dead. Answer questions. (laughs) This
2: fucker's dead.
0: uh, (laughs) This fucker's toast.
2: I had. I was fortunate in the sense that I only had one pediatric arrest my entire career. Wow, a lot of medics that have.
0: So one doctor for children was arrested around you. Terrible.
2: Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That that, was that, that one was uh, that was a situation where it was 18 month old little boy and they had him sleeping on a mattress on the floor and they had some like the plastic tote bins oh, that you put uh, Christmas ornaments in after mm-hmm. the season. He rolled over and his face got stuck up against the plastic and I I don't know why he right have the natural instinct to roll back over, but he didn't, so he essentially suffocated, and that was the the one and only pediatric cardiac arrest that I, I had. Thank God, but I remember running in there, seeing him, yeah, and was like, "Well, I know he's dead. He's completely blue and, and starting to model." So, but model it, is where is, your 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 blood pools him. to okay. the lower part. So I'm clearly dead, but although children. You know they can be dead a little longer uh-huh. and and be resuscitated, but that was one right. Just, we just scooped them up, went right out to the ambulance. I didn't even didn't even talk to the parents, didn't even say anything. Besides, just grab the kid and running. It. Really. It was done. And I just, I remember that because my both Fuck. my boys. We're about the same age, oh. as so there was a, an older brother out in the living room in his high chair, and you know, I told him totally fucking clueless that his little brother wow. was, right. was dead and in my arms as I'm running outside. Just, I'm too. I'm I just. I'm just glad that was my only pediatric
0: arrest I have a one year old now and it makes you so soft like I can cry to anything like that now and I just think for you to be in that situation with a kid oh, your kids like unbelievable it well, like yeah horrible. there's you mentioned That's PTSD, PTSD. Right there. yeah there's yeah. no
3: question there's PTSD. like are you taking antidepressants you- I,
2: I did I did for a while <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question was, That's a good I, question, Kevin. Uh, well, just because you're well-adjusted I <laughs> no, mean, we are sorry. Shut,
0: shut Don't up and stop
2: laughing
3: Why would you
1: assume That somebody's on antidepressants? Because he's Cause fucking Watching kids die Why would you assume <laughs> That he's cool I didn't still, I assume anything I asked the question you just be like Yo, you are I,
3: adjusted to life Kevin, I asked the question And he said yes, he that's was a good question So I was right
1: I'm what were you, sorry I'm sorry I'd
3: laugh I'd
1: have you to laugh When I went to
2: school It was kind of the last bit Of the old Old school, I'm going to call it. But it was very much... I remember the first day of medic school, and the instructor came in and said, you know, she asked us to raise her hand, how many of you guys are married or in a serious relationship? You know, majority of the class raised her hand. She goes, half of you guys won't even be in their relationship by the end of school. Wow. It was, it was that stressful. Wow. And I remember, too, saying, you know, you you come to work, you put on your uniform, and you leave your emotions in the closet. And it was, it was kind of this... Because you're gay? You're a fucking... <laughs> I came out of the closet a long time ago. No, it was kind of this. This you're you're a fucking pussy if you if you right. have feelings. And right. That's the way the, the old school type. It's right. changed a lot now. They're very much, you know, if you feel like you need to talk to somebody, please come talk to us. Same but, thing
0: in the furniture business. Yeah. You just gotta like. Yeah, but eat you can never it. find them if tough. you got a question. Yeah.
2: What? So
3: it did change. So they. It, it
2: did. Yep. Yep. And I know when I when I got out of active 911, I could. Like I told you earlier, I, I knew I was fucked up. I was angry all the time, and I but I didn't know why. And so I did just my own, well, my wife coaching me too, but I did go see a therapist, and then I realized, shit, I just needed to talk.
3: Yeah, you got and, fucked and, and up. And, and
2: then let yeah. it come out. And then once it started coming out, I was like, God. And that's that's part of the reason why I have a hard time remembering some of the bad calls because I just I let them go. Right. Um, but, yeah, I was on antidepressants for about hmm, probably about 16, 18 months Then I was able to get off them.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's... What's the most dead you ever saw someone? Like what's like what's one where you just 100%. go like holy shit is this guy fucking dead? Like
2: uh, you know what you know there what was I mean? one. There was one. It was a, a a call and I remember getting called to a cardiac arrest again we were the first ones there. I don't know why we seem to always be the first ones, but we get there and there was family members sitting outside and I don't know if it was a brother, or uncle or what, but he was a retired Minneapolis cop because I go oh, don't even bother going in there. And I'm like, oh, God. I don't man. even
0: bother going in. What, are
2: you just going to so, l- leave them in there? I'm like, well, there's nothing. You know, I have to go. We're the first you yeah, here right. So <laughs> as soon as they open the door, I just get blasted in the face with death. Like old, rotten body death. Like a smell? or The a- smell. And then the flies. Mm-hmm. And then to top it off, he was hoarding. So there was paths. Oh, and, uh, and I remember just following the stench to the back of the house. And he, he was in his bed, and he was so decomposed that he, his body fluids basically just looking like a, someone dumped a, a bucket like of water like a water
0: on the balloon floor. like it just he, he was bloated him. He was completely
2: black His eyeballs were full black. of maggots.
1: What's wrong with being black? Yeah, hey, I didn't see anything <laughs>
2: wrong with that a, No <laughs> that load is <was> most <laughs> offending <laughs> to me It's
0: like it was a black guy? <laughs> <Right. laughs> Yeah, he he was so, he was big bloated. That. No, but Kevin, like, for a white guy to become black, that's really devastating. <laughs> that's what you have to understand. I, I,
1: from what I've understood, is all white
2: people want to be black. <laughs> that's true, unless you're Michael Jackson. Well, that's yeah, true you know, Kevin, We don't you talk about, about him. him. But he, we don't yeah. talk <laughs> about him. So, <laughs> so that the, he so had, sorry, he yeah, had maggots in his eyeballs, in his eye sockets—they were like just swimming. Holy like, oh. Oh, fuck! It's, it's like the opening shit. scene of Seven. There was so much body fluids that he actually had a wood frame bed. I remember the frame had snapped in half from the weight of the water just
0: it was so like the water had to soak it and weaken it or something because yep, the, the weight fluids. of the water should be the same yeah. as his weight needless but to say there was nothing I could do So you, You've don't, gotta, you gotta give a show though for the people because
1: you didn't resuscitate is what you're saying we, we, <laughs> yeah.
2: I did not give mouth to mouth on that one
0: <laughs> is that yeah, true that you know the whole cracking their ribs thing when you do the compressions mm-hmm. on it do you hear that feel that yep. yep. really that's why I usually let the cops do it Really? It's fucking gross. That's a macabre shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the first first thing that To that that's helping. <laughs> and who found out that that helps people? Like, no, just keep going until you break their ribs. It saves them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some sadistic Yeah,
2: master. what
0: a... Right. So, is he, you're done now. Like, you
3: haven't... Are you are You retired? Yep. What yep, do you do I now? Out. I, uh...
2: I don't now, know.
0: Can we talk about that? I mean, go don't ahead. If, if, if it, It's all up to you. I, uh...
2: I actually went to the other spectrum and i, I clean up after the dead people get the or thought, okay, really so i uh went which one, from one avenue to the other
1: which one do you like more or i guess which one is is it like do you have a stark difference in i'd rather be an emt or i'd rather get there after the fact and clean up
2: i've been asked that many times before and here's my answer to that i miss i miss the excitement of going to the call i miss my partner's I do not miss the politics of public safety, especially in, like, the last five, six years, because, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, you know, the the police and the the paramedics and sometimes the firefighters, but we're really tight-knit, so it's been hard to watch my brothers and sisters go through the pain in the last few years, but I... I actually enjoy doing this now because I feel like I don't see the people suffer anymore. Yeah. You know, I I get, that was part of my problems is seeing people physically suffer in front of me and, and die in front of me. And 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 now, now they're, it's done. And so,
1: which makes it, is it better knowing where you get the call? Somebody's about to die or is it better knowing somebody's already dead? You
2: just need to clean up. I don't know if there's any way to say it's better on either right, end. But I mean, easier to deal with? Easy, easier <laughs> to deal with. There we go. Yeah, I think, I think it's easier doing what I do now because I can, you know, obviously I learned the coping mechanisms to right, help yeah. families out before, so I just carried that over to what I'm doing now.
0: Were there ever situations in this, just, you know, when you talk about watching people die, like that's a, a super profound thing and a really heavy thing, I would think. Are there, you know, do you think back to moments in the – in the, in the ambulance where people are, um, you know, where essentially you hear their last words and where you're having intense moments with these people who you've never met?
2: Yep, yep. And there's one one in particular that freaks me out to this day, but he was, uh, his wife said he had been feeling good for a few days. And uh, I remember walking in the house looking at him thinking, this guy's having a fucking heart attack. And we get him down in the ambulance, and we're hooking him up to the monitor, And he took a look at me, and he looked me right in the fucking eyes, and he goes, I'm going to die. I'm like, no, 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 keep Uh breathing on, put the oxygen on, breathe this. He looked at me again, he pulled the mask off his face, he goes, no, I'm going to fucking die. Right there. Really? His eyes went back, and he just fell back in the bed, and so we ended up working him for about 30 minutes before we pronounced him dead.
0: Did you ever hear last words or like where anyone ever did a movie type, you know, whatever, of, like, like, like tell angels. or like I love my family or yeah, even that stuff? Um, yeah, you'd hear, yeah, tell my family goodbye
2: or not, really? as, not as often as you'd think. Right. I did have a guy who was on his deathbed. This one freaked me out. This was years ago, but he told me that he was the one who had murdered Jacob Waterling. No, no shit. Uh, and so we had, we had, and it was up in that area, so we had to call in the sheriff's department, and um, he was a registered pedophile or a... Uh, one what the yeah, fuck would compel ur- you? Wait,
1: wait, wait, what, 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 Why was, he, was
0: he he convicted? Was I, I don't the know. What no, the
3: guy is our, yeah. This is he not d- the same guy. Dicky. Yeah. No. So no, what the it wasn't fuck happened. is in so that
0: guy's head to go like this is the impression I want to leave on people? He molested yeah.
3: and killed some kids. At, uh, something or something happened. Yeah,
2: he definitely had a past. He was you know he was a registered sex offender. But yeah, that and that so one.
3: He's on his deathbed, meaning like you you're called for what? What what's the. uh
2: I don't remember what we, and something with the, I think it was shortness of breath, but he lived in a trailer home. Is it, it in went, your
3: ambulance, or is it? No, you? this
2: is in the ER. Okay. So, and this was one of my first medic jobs in a smaller, smaller area, so we always helped out in the ER, too, with the nurses and doctors, and I just remember him saying that he had to tell us something, and so this nurse and I were in there, I like think I was starting the IV or something, and, and he said something about uh, Jacob Wetterling's body can be found in a gravel pit outside of St. Cloud, or uh, um, like a granite quarry. And I remember looking at the nurse, like, did I just fucking hear what I thought Holy I Holy
3: fuck! And because so I both of us kind of got really
2: freaked out, and we we finished up what we were doing, and we walked out, and right away we're like, we got to call the sheriff's department here. So they, you know, they came and they talked to him, and obviously it panned out to not
0: be true, but still. Huh? Did um, so? Have That's you ever so treated cool. anyone famous, or even someone you knew from your regular life, who all of a sudden you see on a call? God, or notable or whatever? I can't, honestly, I can't remember. Okay. It must not
2: have been, if I did, it must not have been.
0: I would think it'd be a weird thing even to see someone that you worked on or saved or whatever and then see them at a coffee shop. Did that ever happen? Yes,
2: yeah, so yeah, I did see that a couple of times. Of course, I would, you know, with all the privacy laws, I'd never go up and say, them, but yeah, I, I remember seeing a couple like, holy shit, I guess they're doing okay. Right. And is that like, a,
1: that's gotta be a very. Cool and like satisfactory feeling to feel like I saved that person or I helped that person and now they're just John. out there. Like, do you feel like a sense of? Oh, absolutely. Like, absolutely. oh, a hero complex
2: almost. We called it a god, comp. a we're god see, we're complex. We're paragods. I oh, forgot to oh, tell you that's all so you, you need bad. to my, my brother,
1: <laughs> my brother, paragods. Jesus yeah. Christ! <laughs> let's let's start over. My mom, yeah. this okay. interview. We're gonna start it over <laughs> and go. <laughs>
3: Do you think, yeah, um, that was the question I had. Like, uh, uh, doctors are kind of arrogant and, like, you are dealing with cops. Never mind. We talked about this. I'm sorry. i beg your pardon. No, no, it's all right. You meant state troopers? How about how many years? state troopers and and doctors, but you guys in the hierarchy are, you're kind of, when you bring the patients into ER and you've got uh, surgeons there, you're prepping them, you're saying, here's what the situation is. Do you, are you... Do you think you are uh, treated with the respect that you should be? And and
1: also to piggyback off a of Chell, do you feel that you've given somebody to the surgeons where you're like, you can save this person because I did my job and they didn't? And you judge them and and then or they vice versa?
2: <laughs> yeah, you know that and that's that happened quite a bit where. Um, some of the old school nurses, the older nurses, never really liked medics because at one time you got to remember when uh, the the paramedic profession was really really didn't start until late sixties early seventies. So it's a newer profession compared to nursing, which is you know hundreds of years old. And so there was kind of this this what the old nurses that they didn't really like us. Um, so there wasn't a respect factor, you know, um, whereas the new nurses and the younger, the younger nurses and the younger doctors, there was definitely respect, like, hey, great, you guys did an awesome job, and then we'd, you know, hand them off, and now you guys do your thing, and and there, there'd there be some camaraderie there,
0: but... How about how about um, as far as, so with comedians, for instance, there's a through line in a lot of comedians where... Uh, very often depressive or alcoholics or whatever. Is there something in paramedics like that that you see overwhelmingly? Yeah,
2: yeah there is There is quite a bit of, uh, I'd say, some alcoholism. Divor- okay. The vo- divorce rate is pretty
0: high. Okay. Would you say is it a lot of adrenaline junkies? Or anything like that, would you say?
2: I think there's uh, yeah, I think there's a fair amount of people that get in it initially because they're generally drunkies. And either they don't make it through school because they get weeded out. Okay. Or they realize pretty quick that there's there's more to do than fucking driving fast.
0: Would you call it chasing a high, though? I mean, doing the job in general?
2: Yeah, I would say it was definitely, you know, I'd have my calls. Obviously, the drunks and the psychs that we talked about, Yeah, I didn't really get excited about that. But I, I love traumas okay I, yeah well, that was my favorite thing because I really be a t-shirt I really love trauma. F- <laughs> I really felt <laughs> like I got to use my skills and, and right potentially help someone save their life yeah what, 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 what is, it, is
0: so in a shift in Minneapolis a major city so how long are the shifts
2: uh, we used to do six well I started out as 24s and then it was uh, when I came to the metro here it was it was 16 hours so I'd do uh, a 16 and a 12 okay every pay period and then it gradually change to just 12s. So I do three 12s a week.
0: Three 12s a week. So then are you like firemen where you're waiting at a station house for a call, or are you kind of out cruising around, or how does that Yeah,
2: Yeah, so it depends, again, on the area. So here in the metro, we, we had stations all over, and then depends on how many of the other trucks would go. Like during the daytime, we'd peak out at about 14, 15 ambulances. So depending on how many calls there were, we were constantly shifting around. We okay. We always wanted to be at the call within ten minutes of the nine one one call.
0: So, do you work with the same partner all the time? Like, is it a bonded thing? Like, comps? yeah,
2: when you when you first start out, you know, you're low on the totem pole and you kind of get plugged in where they need you. But um, you know, after a while, you build up seniority. And yeah, I had I had three regular partners. So, was, okay, they were, they were definitely like my family.
0: Okay, so I mean, you have a real bond with that, oh, yeah. where they're okay. Yep. because I, you know, I'd imagine that. You know, whatever, seeing someone die with someone or whatever's got to be military. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, The Marines kind of like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What is the. Did you ever have a thing where someone is in so much pain or mangled that it flustered you or that where it's like, God, I wish this person would just pass out or something because it's so miserable to be around? Oh,
2: yeah. You see the people, you know, example with the the blood pressure thing, you know, I I couldn't give them any pain meds because their blood pressure was. So low, so it's almost easier to just watch them pass out. Really, hypervent usually it was because they hyperventilated or they're just in so much in so much pain that they just vagal out, Which, in other words, you just your blood pressure drops and you pass out. And what's the things worst
0: things? way to die, in your opinion? After seeing, I all think
2: this- the worst way to die would be to drown.
0: What? I always hear
2: that's serene. Oh, fuck that. Really? No. <laughs> no, you know, are you saying this as a personal thing or because you've I've seen heard people? It's serene. No, fuck is, that. Uh, For real?
3: I know. I, that's what's so funny to me is that that's the most uh, macabre, dark thing. But I get that because it drowning sounds like shit. But I, I've heard people. There was that, that uh, Fox guy that uh, he drowned and he had like a uh, thought he was going to die and he was like, he found peace. Uh, but he survived and he's paralyzed. But um, the my thing was there was a girl that didn't make up for us on um, when I work.
0: Okay. Yep. She was Should a, I say her name? I, know who I she don't is. know Yeah. Okay. She Carolyn was Blomberg. EMT, yep.
3: And that's right. There was I asked her the same question. I said, What was the worst experience you had? She, there was a guy that was uh, he was burned.
2: Like, Burning would be my second. That
3: would and be he my said, first All he said was, just kill me. Please kill me. And, you know, I'm dying, but it's like you're a guy saying, please kill me. Just kill me.
0: It's like that's. And he's making a compelling case.
2: Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Did that ever happen to you? The thing is, he's probably going to die. Right. You know, depending on how bad he's burned. But, yeah, I and mean, if you get a third degree burn, it literally burns your nerve endings off. You don't feel it. But you're fucked up. Right. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, I had a guy who uh, uh, fell into who was doing roofing. Like commercial roofing with the tar, and he fell into the oh fuck pot of the tar, oh, and just fuck uh, yeah,
0: yeah. So, so that that's a great example of what I was talking about earlier. When someone is that fucked up, I mean, what do you do as an it's like you don't even want to touch the motherfucker, yeah. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's really, I mean, you're... you're that, that's the right, they should have, have
0: something where it's like you have a big syringe that's just packed with fucking morphine or something where you just stick it in his juggler and just, like, I'm going to ghost you out. You, Is that you, what you see, do? If
2: they're that bad, you know, we would control their airway by, you know, we can actually uh, sedate them and, and paralyze them. Okay. So we, could, we could put the, the tube in their mouth, and then you can keep them sedated at a certain point then. You
0: just have somewhere you can chop their head off. <laughs> You know, to separate it How, from the spinal yeah, column yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you ever see anyone die with a horrified look on their face? Like, like you ever show up and see that true like <laughs> whatever where they're like, where they saw the devil and then they died? No. Would you say people look serene when they're dead?
2: I'd say most people look peaceful.
0: How many dead people have you seen?
2: Oh, Jesus. I'd say probably... Hundred, hundred.
0: Holy fucking shit! So. I've only seen one. <laughs> That's way more than me. Who was that? I was a guy on on uh, Portland Avenue in the fifties, in the like like South Minneapolis, and I was the first one on the scene. And on, I, I tried to I tried to do a bit about a while ago, but where I said it was near Halloween time, and as soon as my headlights hit it, I was like, oh my god, someone left their fucking scarecrow out in the road and I thought it was a scarecrow and then I got up close and then it was a human. No shit. Yeah, yeah. I was like this. I was the first guy in the scene. Well, the second guy in the scene. Did you say the 50s? The first guy. Yeah, I
3: heard the 50s. Like you, it was in the Portland.
0: Benjamin Button? Portland in the 50s. (laughs) No, like the <laughs> avenues, 50th avenues, like 55 oh. in Portland or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was huge. I agree. I, I heard the same I'm thing. I'm not that, that
3: old. All right. Um, what about, like, eyes open or closed when they
2: die? Is it uh, usually? A lot of times open. open. Really? So you have to, like, push your hands over their face. and like. Do you do that where
0: you put yeah. pennies on their eyes? Penny. I usually put dollar bills. Dollar bills. Yeah. Gold do you, dollar bills. <laughs> do you?
3: Yeah. So eyes open and you don't, like, push your eyes down. Have you ever tried to do that?
2: Really no need to. They're dead. Yeah. Have you ever just, done that, though? Have you ever pulled their open. eyelids shut? You can't leave their eyes open. Why
1: can't they? you fucked up, you, dude. Because you got to, like, put that... They're you going gotta, in the like, bag, you've dude. You've seen too many movies. Yeah, they're going... <laughs> no, but yes. you, it's like a respect thing. you got to put your hand over their face and, like, their eyes close.
2: Okay, there's nothing respectful when a medic comes in and... uh <laughs> Well, fine. <laughs> when the doctors come in... Fucking dead from jerking <laughs> off too much. Have You'd rather you ever... put your pecker away <laughs> than close your
0: eyes. How about that? Do you ever find an autoerotic asphyxiation? No,
2: I did not. I had a actually... bit, by the
0: way, where I but. said, why does the guy put his dick away when, as he's fading out? Like, just go, oh, I better just tuck my dick back okay, in my pants.
1: Because, Gabe, when you're dying from strangling yourself while jerking off, is your... F- <laughs>
0: last thought to put
1: your dick
2: away yes no. that's what i'm saying there's a point right that's when you're fading out
0: is. where you go okay i better at least put my dick away just to save so face so like, because they'll I never stop. have
2: an idea what you're doing to so then so they'll think away. i just yeah right. they
0: just think i did a seated suicide
2: right like like
1: forget the fact that i'm hanging from a necktie right with, with my pants around worn my ankles
0: like let me put my dick away no you gotta <laughs> i had a i have what? a uh, Relative who died from autoerotic asphyxiation, and Ooh. that's what I said. Well, I'm not going to say his name, but it's Charles. He, uh, I always thought that because he had a business sock in his mouth that he choked on too. So I always thought, like, really? If I was like Columbo, you'd walk in the room and go, like, you know, like and he walked in here and he looked up in the laundry chute and looked up and go, "What the fuck is that?" sock? And then it fell and landed in his mouth. <laughs> So, and then so, he just oh and he asphyxiated. So not only did he hang himself, but he accidentally choked on a sock. Yeah, well, he did the whole sh- yeah the whole schlemiel. Like Was I mean, uh, sh- meal. Yeah, no wife and uh, kid. He even had a, uh, a grocery bag over his head too. Really? Yeah, paper. It was that ugly, huh? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, okay, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, there's. It was an ugly what type of porn was playing have you experienced that? have you
3: experienced that? <laughs> like, I thought you said that.
2: It, personally? <laughs> it, or
0: Yes, personally. <laughs> have you ever <laughs> died of auto erotic Have <laughs> dis- you ever <laughs>
3: uh, walked <laughs> into your family member and. Uh, no, <laughs> uh, working. Like, if you were a like, guy doing auto erotic uh, asphyxiation?
2: I have not. But I did have a good story from one of the instructors when I was in school, went on a uh, semi truck that hit a bridge abutment and he he got pinned in there so she she said she went and open up the side of the or the driver's door and he has his pants around his ankles he had been jerking off watching her and there was playboys all over his freaking cab
0: playboys. he was jerking off while driving an <laughs> 18 wheeler yeah. and he died got jacking up the, point the where it just porn. fucking.
2: and he uh, hit the bridge abutment and he couldn't get his pants up because he was pinned
0: wow so, yeah. how about the thing I, I heard this on a taxi cab confession once, where a guy fell between the subway and his lower half tumbled between the subway and the rant, whatever the wherever they stand waiting for it, but his torso stayed straight, so it was like twisted twice, and he stayed alive, pinned in there, and they called his family and before they pushed the, the subway off him because he was going to instantly die. You ever uh, do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> I realize never it. what the <laughs> fuck am I even doing I'm just <laughs> telling you a story about taxi Cab right.
2: confessions no, but, now was that you? <laughs> was that, yeah. be, uh, I know I you watch taxi Cab that, confessions that's, that's, is what uh, I meant to say that's compartment compartmental syndrome yeah you know, where you're, yep, you're as soon as you release the, the pressure it drops their blood pressure and they die so, so it's, yeah, a, real, that, it's that a, real a real thing, thing. Yep.
0: is there something that jumps out to you where you go oh that, that looks like the most painful thing I've seen you know someone with a fucking smashed arm or leg or whatever Ankle up behind the yeah, neck. the one
2: thing that jumps out at me was uh, a couple girls on their way to high school on a snowy morning, and they slid off the road and hit.
0: Starts as a hot story. A couple, <laughs> girls, on their couple school, girls on the way and to school on a snowy morning. And, and they, oh, hit, uh, they it. hit a pole. Yeah. Yeah.
2: and the pole hit right at the A post of your door, so the the front part of your, uh, your your passenger door, your driver's side door. Okay. And her hand, she apparently reached up to the top of the door to brace herself because she oh, knew she going to hit the pole and a yeah, girl hit the pole and the uh, <laughs> her hand went out Lucky and it wasn't literally <sighs> sliced her hand clean off at the wrist <sighs> and I remember getting there and she was cool as can be and I had no idea that she had lost her hand she had a towel wrapped around her her arm so I thought she just had a big old cut so my partner and I get in there in the back of the ambulance and we start unwrapping this and I, I fucking got it totally unwrapped and I was like holy shit it looked like like, you'd see, like, a T-bone steak where there's the perfect Oh, my God. you wow. see the bone. The oh. bone in, the, in the meat? And I, I didn't even see anything. marbled? I, I looked at my partner. <laughs> no, she was. No marbling. Okay. Wouldn't have been a choice cut. Uh, I looked at my partner. <laughs> <and> <laughs> without even saying anything, true. I thought, holy fuck. And I went right out, and I thought, you know, I'll bet your hands by the bottom of the, the light pole. And sure as shit, it was sitting in the snow. See, so don't and tell the, her that. And
0: you, and you picked it up? Yep, picked that it up, cold put fucking it, put it in hand in the
2: bag and threw it in a, a, ice. a bucket with ice on it and brought, she had it reattached in fact oh she did that was that is one patient i guess that that uh did thank me later and what, she reached did out you, to was her did arm you, functional yep. was her hand yep. functional she able to reattach it and she was fully functional
0: oh. and, and i don't even know if you get fired for this or if it's a thing but did you jack off with her hand before, before you time. put it
3: okay gabriel i mean what the f <laughs> right. what the f she lost so her she, hand she did reach out to you afterwards and say like uh, reached out <laughs> yeah reached out with her, uh,
2: with her fake hand yeah. yeah she was one of a few patients that i actually cared enough to Nah, that sounds horrible How did she i, I do cared it? about them all but i wanted yeah. to check on her afterwards because it was such an interesting case so i did go up and see her on the floor a couple of days after surgery and she you know thanked me then and
3: Because she was so cool, and like when you were like you said, she was so cool. Like she lost her hand. You don't think she was in shock? She She was, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, she was definitely. But she still
3: was like handling herself well and like impressive. Like you were impressed by her. Oh yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. So, Chell, just because you lose your hand doesn't mean you have to go lose your head. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great point. Yeah. Thank you. So fucking. How about this ambulance? So fucking ambulance. Ambulance stories. So you guys speed to calls and all that stuff. You ever get in a car accident in the ambulance? Does it ever get scary weaving through traffic?
2: Yes, and yes. Really? I uh, the only accident I actually got in, I actually hit a police car. <laughs> really? <laughs> driving, <laughs> like, into yes. a, driving into a scene. I wasn't driving doing anything fancy. we were just pulling into a scene, and it was a little too icy. Of a came in hot. Came in hot. Yep, and tapped the back end. Okay. Were you always
3: driving, or was it the—
1: uh... Nope,
2: we'd alternate. And do you ever just, like, turn your
3: lights on because
2: you don't want
1: to start— or do you want to stop at a certain red light? You're like, eh, let's just breeze through this. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I did a couple of times. I was going to ask that. What, what, fucking awesome.
2: What we do more often was there's the—it's called an Opticom. Uh-huh. And I, depending on where you are in this country listening to this, but you might not have it, but it's the, the little light— on the, the stoplights that actually change the lights for mm-hmm. us, we could just turn that on.
0: You I guys have that? Yeah. Yeah. God, I never even thought to ask that. That's and fucking ca- awesome. And in California, God I found out
1: the lights don't change for ambulances or police cars.
2: There's a lot of cities where they, they don't use anything like that, which just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. That must make you feel like a god. Just to change traffic lights like that? You, you never see, I've always seen the traffic lights where they have that sensor. No, you see the flasher they have, that they yeah, tell yeah. you. Right. I, I thought that's telling traffic that they're coming. It, it's both. It's both, okay.
2: What, and that's actually a little public service here, people. If you live in a city that uses that, if that yellow, the white light is solid, uh-huh. they're coming either in front of you or behind you. Usually it's
0: behind Whoa, you. Well, where else? If, so it's, if, flashing,
2: if yeah. it's flashing, they're coming from a the side. Oh, I didn't ever do that. Is it true if you
1: flash your
2: lights at no. those lights no. that they'll change? No.
1: <laughs> I thought that too, yeah. and I would flash my it's lights. Right. Like, no, no it, we're going to get this light
2: to change because it's not
0: changing. I you heard that.
2: It uses both the light. You'll see it's a super, super fast strobe light almost. Yep. And there's a frequency.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Yep. Because I used to flash my flashes
3: at those. I did too.
1: Yeah. And then they never would change,
2: worked. and I'd be like, yep, that's right. Yeah. I did that. <laughs> I knew it was you too. You no, know, I mean, it when it would turn solid, that actually—that's for us. So we knew we owned that intersection.
0: What's the most gruesome crime scene you ever came up on?
2: <clears throat> Ironically, the crime scene that I actually got me kind of launched into the business I'm doing now was a uh, end up being a double homicide, and I'll, I'll never forget it because the the amount of fucking blood on that scene was insane. I mean, it was. It was probably about a, an average size bedroom, about a fourteen by twelve ish bedroom, and the entire floor was just coated in about a half inch to a three quarter inch of blood everywhere.
0: Holy She'd shit! She'd been
2: stabbed fifty six times by her nephew who who's has living to count in the basement. That? Really? And then he, her husband, his uncle came in and stopped his nephew stabbing his wife, well, and then he after turned 56 around times. and stabbed him. And I remember walking into the scene, and I saw the guy sitting on the stool. As I came in, he had his back towards me, and I thought he had a red shirt on. Here it turns out he'd just been stabbed so many times that it was just full of blood. And then I walked around the was front of him. Was he dead? No, he was alive. He was alive. He was having a real hard time breathing. And I walked around the front of him, and he had been stabbed in the jaw, where it went in his jaw, and then pulled forward so his jaw was... Completely open, but it, it nicked his tongue at the same time. So his tongue was actually hanging about six inches outside of his.
0: What? Of his jaw. A tongue can hang that far out?
2: Yeah, it got shredded. It was just hanging by a little little piece of the tongue. Oh my fucking god! So
3: are you? Do they secure? Is a nephew? Where was nephew at this
2: point? He he, he did the stabbing and, and bolted. He turned himself in later. But that was one. Yeah, where we, PD got there and told us. It what was
0: do you do to secure a tongue? Like when it's <laughs> hanging by a fucking thread, like I mean, oh here he let me exactly gather this up in job. my hand.
2: Let really, me you push it back into your mouth. In fact, in fact we didn't transport him because we were we were working. Get to the mic. We were working his wife, so one of the other guys did. But yeah, she was she was uh, she was a big girl too, so that was a, that was an extra treat.
0: So she had extra blood. So oh my god, the tongue thing really fucks with me. What? How about this, from all this shit you've seen? Would you rather be shot or stabbed? I would rather be shot. Yeah? Yep. That's how I feel Easy. too. Stabbing's also more intimate, it's almost sexual in a way.
2: What, what freaks me out is just the thought of the knife coming back, right? Not going in. The cold in. blade it's coming, coming out.
0: out. I agree. Coming, coming out. I'm with mm-hmm.
2: you. Mm-hmm.
0: You know Not what? I'll mention, know. You know, I think it was going between the ribs and like banging off one rib and like deflecting and going through Ooh,
2: Normally I'm a fan of banging, but in this scenario, yeah. no.
0: <laughs> no I'm with you
2: I know but all the all the the gunshot victims I ever drove in or drove in treated helped I mean a majority of them it, they all said it was kind of just this burn feeling and what that was it wasn't a whole lot of pain depending on where they got shot.
0: We had a gang member in here who got shot through the back and he was sprinting away from a bunch of other gang members who were shooting at him, and he said he just like you know it's like something. Like a pinch. Strikes him, yep. yep. And he covered his, covered his chest, like, really quick, just instinctually. Like, you just pin it down, and he's still on a sprint. And he yelled to his friend, like, you know, I think I was hit. And he said he, you know, he was, like, scared to pull his hand o- away. Like, you don't want to see it he said he pulled it away, and it was like someone turned on a faucet of blood, like a tube of blood shot out of the front of his chest. Jesus. Yeah. And he lived, obviously. He lived. He uh, ran up on a white family who were barbecuing, <laughs> and they actually, like, like it's like a movie. Ribs. Yep. They're and they very took very him. <laughs> and they took him. That's funny. <laughs> And they took him down to his basement or down to their basement and called 911. And yeah, yeah, he lived. But he was in the hospital for six months, lost like 80 pounds, and whatever. Yeah.
2: So it wasn't all bad.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. It was a a silver lining. It was a diet supplement the new new Atkins diet, bullet style. (laughs) what is so i always want to i'm just more curious about this when i think of the last words thing i think how like almost that it'd be too intense that you don't want to be involved in this like when you see someone dying and they're looking at you trying to even just are there times where they can't speak but they're making really intense eye contact with you trying to connect but they can't speak kind of
2: yeah yeah the the people that the shortness of breath or um copd patients or uh um, I can't even think right now it's it's late
0: yeah
2: uh, yeah where their, where their lungs are filling up with fluids you know and they, you just know that you hear
0: a gurgle and yeah, whatever they're, they're trying and they're guppy breathing as we do call it do you feel and compelled to say anything I was going to say do you, do you feel compelled to keep making eye contact or because I'd want to look I don't like eye contact with like regular people <laughs> let alone someone no, is fucking I guess, dying I, trying I guess to connect I would. with me
2: I'd, I'd look at him and, and kind of reassure him that I'm there trying to help him I, you know I've watched some of these shows I'd that are point on. to my
0: partner and be like look at him
2: <laughs> I guess one thing that's different about us in the northern part of the United States is we don't uh, typically I've watched some of these, these medic shows that they um, what's the one that was Tampa and New Orleans have you guys watched either one of those I don't know like a reality show yeah, Nightwatch. C- oh. watch oh, it's, it's, it's a police firematic thing. They follow crews. when
0: but... you say watch I used to be a peeping tom. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
2: That's changed recently. No, there. Yeah, I haven't tomorrow. done that since I was. It's since yesterday. It's <laughs> a different uh, way of of handling the. You know, we went. We're real big about not saying it'll be okay. Or whereas I know I'm watching that show. They're down south. They're hey baby, baby, and they're always kind of.
0: Yeah, yeah, coddling.
2: Yeah, okay. it's yeah, that's, that's different. We don't do that up here. It's, you try to stay
0: kinda, more professional. So You just yeah, tell
2: them like, "Yo, you're gonna
0: fucking die." Not
2: that it's not. Professional. You're gonna
0: die, I wanna, bitch. I don't want to offend.
1: Welcome to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're you,
3: gonna yeah, die. I'm sure you've gotten that question. I, am I gonna die? And what do you? So if you want to
2: be, you want to be honest. What do you say? Not if I can help it. At least that's what you yeah. Not if I can help it, or you're not gonna die. In, you know, I, yep. I, at least you're not gonna die in the back of my truck. Yep
0: you ever see wow fuck. so you had a pickup truck yes yes <laughs> yep. just driving around in an open air pickup truck Absolutely. that's, that's
1: got to be heavy though if you die? know somebody because i mean you've been on enough calls where you know somebody's either gonna die or they're gonna make it and then they ask you hey
0: am i gonna die and you're like you lie right to their face
1: and not if I can help it. Yeah. But you know deep down you're fucking. And you think, and think it,
0: the yeah. last thing they ever heard was your dirty lies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I looked at it as blood pressure control.
0: Yeah, yeah. you
2: Tell them the truth, their blood pressure might go up or down too
0: much. How often did you go home and like walk in your apartment and then just start fucking bawling?
2: Um I'd say there's probably a good handful of times that I can think of. There's, there's like a who has couple a job that, that happens. There's a couple of calls that really, um, really stand out for me that fucked me up. Um, two of them in particular, there was one, uh, again, where the first one's there, and this is when I was working in the, in the outstate area, uh, was a 14-year-old kid who was swimming. And this is, brings me to my drowning issue. I would never, that'd be my least favorite way to go. But
0: he, still that.
2: We, we got there, and I remember the bystander saying he went down, there was a, a lifeguard on the rowboat. He went down right in the front of that rowboat. Well, I was pretty new on the job at that time, and I was too afraid to actually go into the water for fear of getting in trouble, and... So the rescue team was so goddamn slow getting there, and it probably about forty, forty-five minutes before they're all there, and they got their equipment going. It was like, what the fuck are we having a fucking barbecue? And like the kid's just me, gone, Christ. like whatever.
0: You yeah, know and he's I, dead. And, and i sitting there going,
2: he's right, he's got to be right in there. So it, of course it went from a, a rescue mission to a body recovery, mm-hmm. and they ended up sure shit. They found him right where the tip of that boat was anchored. And so I just I I beat myself up. I still do a little bit to this day, but. Why
0: is that, though? Because, I mean, it sounds like he was gone when you got there. Well,
2: no, because we we got there early and It was cold. It was earlier, the later
0: part of spring, so the water was still cold. Which it does preserve them, right? Right. Essentially.
2: Right. And I just, I still to this day just think if I would have just gone in there. That there
0: might have been a chance. Probably
2: would have made it. Because we made it there really quick. Really quick. And the other one was, uh, uh, we got actually called to go to a, a drunk and I remember turning out from the fire station, turning out on the main drag, and I could see about half a mile up, this car just got fucking annihilated at this major intersection. And we had a policy at that time, first come, first serve, basically. So we had to drive around the crash to turn right to go to this drunk person who, you know, fuck, they
0: didn't fucking
2: need us probably. Anyway. So you
0: passed, a, you passed someone who was in trouble, essentially, to yep. get to someone, yep. because that it's was, unknown.
2: The worst part was the fact that the bystanders were sitting there, uh, and I'll never forget, because we went out, and he had his car stopped in the right turn lane, so we had to go out into the intersection mm. to turn right. And I just remember looking at this one bystander, looking me right in the eye, and it was like this look of, where the fuck like are you the going? Like, what the fuck, yeah. And we, we made it about... i don't know three quarters of a mile down the road and i finally i looked at my partner i'm like turn around we got we got to go back and of course we both knew that we'd probably get in trouble Mm -hmm. and but we did it anyway and and he was yeah he was fucked up there was nothing we could do he ended up um he was pinned so my partner was in back holding his neck the fire department was cutting him out and then i did it's called a digital intubation which basically means i fingered its throat <laughs> Not the greatest time for a joke there, but go ahead. And got uh, and got the tube into his trachea, and and we went to give him a breath, and there was nothing there. So he, he had blown out his whole uh, oh. diaphragm. Do you hate lawyers? No, I never had any problems with lawyers.
3: You don't, but it seems like you're when you talk about like uh if you're in the northern part like if you're in I'm the I'm really metro interested area. to hear
0: how you connect this.
2: If you're in the
3: metro <laughs> like area and responding to people and like you're afraid that you might get in trouble. You get in trouble because of lawyers. I Not say. lawyer,
2: no 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 the the policy my employer's policy.
3: Right. Yeah. And wh- who and, and who enforces that are the lawyers which I think kind of it disrupts the if you're trying to just help people and you feel like you can it seems like that's... I see
2: where you're going with that. You know, there's probably, you know what, ultimately, yeah, there's probably uh, something legality behind their reasoning for their policy. Right. Um, and in fact, that one that I was just telling you about, we did when we got back to the garage at the end of the shift, we did get... Uh, a firm talking to but I, I cut that off because I was so that was towards the end of my career I was so oh, pissed yeah. off I'm like you ever fucking bring this up again I'm done I mean what,
0: what so you know now so it's a little bit in your rear view mirror in your life Um, even though you've got to almost more macabre things now but uh, <laughs> what you know when you think back what are the things that haunt you is it you know, the moments of being with someone when they take their last breaths. Is it the straight up gore? Is it the you know, like what are the things that bother you now, would you say?
2: It's not the gore, I'll tell you that. Okay. Most people think that it should be, but it's not. It's it's the the physical suffering. Yeah, that's of, of watching the people suffer. That was the hardest.
0: We have a friend and I, I don't you know, I don't wanna be too specific at all, but um who had a family member die and was in an accident and they just um and they uh, they talk about how a bystander came and was just with him for the last moments of his life. And that that meant a lot to the family and all, and, and all that. And I just think how brave of that bystander that they even went and experienced that with them. Right. And how, I mean, I don't know how that doesn't leave a big, deep thumbprint on your whole life. And to think that you've done that, I'm guessing many times.
2: Right, yeah, especially for someone that's never experienced it. Yeah. You know, that... Yeah, hopefully that person. Comes yeah, in therapy I mean afterwards,
0: right? I, I mean, I mean, how many times did you walk up on a car where you go up hopeful and then you see it and you're just like, oh, this is the last eight seconds of this guy's life, right? All
2: right. So I mean, often, so many times I couldn't. Right.
0: Been, I mean, that's that's count. fucking insane to think of that. That's. Uh, it is weird to think that paramedics aren't celebrated above. You know. Yeah, there I, is I mean, in under, that way. It,
3: there is an underrated kind of. They're not kind of uh appreciated and, and like you've you've seen shit and it's I might uh it seems like you're kind of well adjusted, like you still have hard times with shit, but you've seen shit and it's yeah. PTSD and it's intense and
2: that, that you know, that's it, it's funny you guys mentioned that because that's uh that's one thing that bugged us in EMS for a long time is it kinda of felt like we were the bastard stepchilds. Yeah. You yeah. know, the the P D gets a lot of the glory, rightfully so. Uh, And then the fire department, like, looking back at 9-11. Now,
0: FDNY was a little
2: different because they have integrated medics and (laughs) firefighters. But, um, you know, to us it always felt like the firefighters get all the glory when, I mean—
0: for sure, no. I mean, it just the should be
2: same exact work. We right. Are. It should yeah. so
0: clearly be an equal share of the pie. Right. You know what I mean? That that's all, and and it really is not that way. And
2: I, mean, I, I don't mean to knock my firefighter brothers. No, of course they're, not. they're important too. No, I, fuck I, you guys, get all the damn. But regret. when you hey, <laughs> there's no fucking paramedic
0: calendar. You know right. what I mean?
2: there, there probably shouldn't be because there is a majority of people in EMS that you don't want to see without their clothes.
0: <laughs> How um, I so I would imagine dark sense of humor is all around oh, yeah. for paramedics, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. A huge reason why we did this show is that my. I have a dark sense of humor, and and I've just, whatever, through my life, I've learned people who deal with life and death always have the best sense of humor because yeah. they're aware of how fucking shitty stuff can go. It's a coping you know? mechanism. Bro. It is, for yeah. sure. We all should have gallows mentality. We're all going to fucking die. Right. We're just further down the line. Right. Well, hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Nate, thank you so much for doing You're this. Welcome. It was a great thanks show. It was really yeah. fun. And uh, we, of course, so we're, we're going to do a thing where – i'm sure there's questions that we miss so we want to invite our viewers to write them in and stuff so we might have some follow-up shows and i know you know another one of our guests so it'd be fun to have you guys can't wait to see those questions yeah man it'll be fun (laughs) so um so yeah the door's open for you really interesting cool so thanks a lot Chell. yeah thank you too man yeah
1: devin thank you thank you for thanking me Chell, because i'm unappreciated on
0: this show (laughs) Have a good night, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. All right. That was our episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, Please um, share.